Welcome to the Pre-Snap Podcast presented by LineStar. All things fantasy football with a sprinkle of sports betting. Alongside Tyler Weeman and Shannon Somerville, getting you set for week 11 in the NFL with our daily fantasy projections. And we've got sleepers on sleepers on sleepers. In fact, such deep sleepers, you might even call them hibernators, Tyler. Oh, boy. <laughs> we've got your anytime touchdown calls, prop bets, and our dogs of the day. Which underdogs are we going to go with in week 11? We'll tell you that. So stay tuned for all of that. Before we even get started, though, Last week, if you watched our prop bets shows, by the way, if you don't already, make sure to subscribe to our channel so that you do watch all of our prop bets videos. Last week, this one, my co-host just decided to take the day off, so uh, I held it down solo for the show, and I got to pick all of the prop bets. Well, Mm -hmm. your prop bet was going to be Kirk Cousins under 265 passing yards, and I said, hey, if he goes over that, then Tyler on the show has to rock some... Kirko style bling chains. I uh, feel like I got the, um, set up here. Kirk Cousins little victory celebration mm-hmm. dance. The you know the video that's been going viral of him dancing with his teammates' chains on. You know it wasn't quite in the budget for us to sp- spring for some of those you know iced out blinged out necklaces. Mm-hmm. However, Party City did accommodate us with some nice uh, nice football. This, I mean this one even up. lights up. So it's big time. Time, time to pay time up here. here if I can. Oh, boy. There we go. There we There's go. that. All right. So off. so let's see. We the cur- Oh, the, the Kirk. We go. That was some we good form right there. Someone I feel practicing. totally set up here. I, uh, it wasn't. It was just I, happened that way. I take a little day off mm-hmm. and I get sabotaged. That is what happens. Oh, man. What a co-host. Yes. When the cat yeah. is away, the mice will play. So Why? basically, you can never take off. Who needs enemies when you have a co-host like <laughs> Shannon? But you have to admit, <laughs> that was a great dance. It, it, it was a good dance. Everybody wins. The, vi- the video is pretty funny, the viral one. And then did you see how the commanders followed that up with one for Heineke? Yes, I did yes. see that. And he had a huge bucket of beer next to him. Yes. I don't know if you saw that they as did. well. Which, you know, any... I guess NFL player that has a bucket of beer next to them, you automatically earn my respect. I want Chase Young as my hype man. Chase Young, the hype man, is pretty yeah. awesome. <laughs> so that was great. We've also got a lot of great props for you today on the show, so make, make sure to stay tuned for that. We'll see if we can get any other side bets going on to make Tyler do some ridiculous celebration dances. We'll see who we'll see about that. the dances. <laughs> So time is coming. We do have a lot of gritting, gritting (laughs) all over the place. I welcome, I welcome a gritty. See, here's the thing. For me, I like to dance, so it's not as big a deal. But for you, I just enjoy. (laughs) But you get hurt every time you dance. (laughs) This is true. I did like pull a hamstring last time. I tried to like drop it low. So maybe, maybe I should not be doing any dances. Getting tough as our age goes up. Anyways, back on topic for today. We've got week 11 in the NFL, a lot of great matchups for you, and especially some ones we can really take advantage of for daily fantasy. So let's first dive into these daily fantasy projections for week 11. Starting off with the quarterback position, and it seems like about every other week we're talking about Mm -hmm. Josh Allen in terms of fantasy because even though he's coming off a game where he did throw two interceptions, there's been some talk about him. Are the Mm -hmm. interceptions here to stay? I believe the last 20 games he's had the most turnovers of his entire career in that span. However, he's still putting up a lot of numbers Mm -hmm. that are good for fantasy purposes. 330 yards last week against the Minnesota Vikings. 
and he has a really favorable matchup this week going up against the Cleveland Browns who just cannot play defense. Nope. If they had a defense that could put up a few stops, they'd be a good team, but they just can't. They rank 31st in DVOA. What do you think about Allen for this week? Uh, I think Allen is in a really good spot. And we should also touch upon, if in case you don't know, the game has moved away from uh, Buffalo. And it's now in Detroit, so it is in a dome. Buffalo is uh, going to experience yeah. six feet of snow over the weekend. <laughs> so they're not playing there. there. Yeah, but this is a great spot. Pretty much all of his pass catchers are in a good spot here. Cleveland ranks 23rd, allowing 1.4 touchdowns, pass touchdowns per game. You know, last week I was a little concerned about Allen's UCL injury. Mm -hmm. Uh, Proved to not really be much of an issue. Not only did he throw for 330, he rushed for like 80. Mm -hmm. So I love his upside. And if the field doesn't go here, I absolutely will be. Because from what I saw last year, there's no or last yeah. week, there's no reason not to. And the field could go away from him. There's been a lot of talk about how is you know he the same Josh. This is the guy totally. that was front runner for the MVP like totally. three weeks ago. So it's that's two games that he and hasn't exactly three of the top highest priced quarterbacks. Um, Allen, Hurts, Lamar are all right around the same price, and all huge uh, favorites. Right. Where Allen is the only one of those three, though, that their team doesn't take their foot off the gas. Mm -hmm. Justin Fields has been spectacular. Mm -hmm. 555 rushing yards over the past five games. That is the most of any quarterback in a five-game span in the Super Bowl era. He has been the most electric runner the past five weeks in the NFL. No question about it. He's been putting up ridiculous fantasy numbers. And uh, more electric than that. Um, I, I looked down and I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, it's still going on. And it was By the way, me. you don't have to wear those the whole show. But if you want to, I mean, go for it. Okay. So Justin Fields has been just absolutely on yeah. a tear right now. And going up against an Atlanta rushing defense that ranks 25th in DVOA. So it doesn't seem like he's in a spot to slow down anytime soon. Mm -hmm. What do you make of his spot this week? Yeah, he not only is a great rusher, but this week he's in a great passing spot. Uh, Falcons are allowing 292 yards passing per game. And that upside with rushing, you know, is just unheard of. He's on a pace for like 1,200 rushing yards. Uh, they're giving him designed runs. I think Fields is here to stay with how right. they're using him now. They're using him a lot like Philly is using Hurts. Mm-hmm. And so I love the upside. I don't think he's going to uh, right. break off a 60-yard run every game, but he has the last two. So I, I really like uh, I really like Fields, and I'm going to keep going to him when he has this hot hand. I remember earlier in the season that Thursday night football game that was absolutely an atrocious game, and mm-hmm. everyone after the game, all the comment, commentators of the game were like, why aren't you just letting him run the ball? It, it's and finally you see them yeah. start to incorporate like, that aspect of his game, which is such a huge part of his game that you saw in college, how he could absolutely torch defenses. And in the offseason, there was some hype around fields mm-hmm. because we were excited at the fact the offensive coordinator was going to finally make an offense around him and right. his skill set. And it wasn't there the first, what, six weeks of the season? Mm-hmm. Since it showed up, and he's been phenomenal, just amazing. Right. And I'm going to go back to this game that Falcons' defense isn't good. Their offense can put up points, so this could be a little bit of a shootout. 
And it's a bit of a home game for him. He is from Kennesaw, Georgia. Grew up a Falcons fan. This one's in the ATL. He's going to have family and friends on hand. So I think he's going to put on a performance for his hometown crowd. What do you think? What a world we're living in. I'm saying the Bears and the Falcons (laughs) could be a shootout. High-scoring affair. Let's get to our running backs for Week 11 in Daily Fantasy. We're starting off with Giants, the quad father, Saquon Barkley, going up against the Detroit Lions. And he is average. 103.4 rushing yards per game. That is the best in the NFL. Going up against a Detroit Lions defense that ranks 27th in rush defense DVOA. Oh my gosh. Poor Lions defense. Good luck. It is a spectacular spot for him, just like last week versus Houston, which he crushed. Uh, Detroit 29th, allowing 1.2 rushing TDs per game. So you got to like his touchdown upside here. We know he's going to be able to rush for yards, catch passes, do it all. Uh, My one worry with playing him is using him, you're probably not using some of the uh, Mm -hmm. high-end receiver options. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he's priced at such a point where you're probably not getting two guys. There's not a ton of real cheap salary saver on the slate. Side note, he did have a pretty – hysterical name for uh his teammate daniel jones he was mic'd up and he called daniel jones vanilla vic which i thought was (laughs) kind of hysterical so always got some good nicknames for his teammates i'm gonna keep calling saquon the quad father i think that's it is a good one an amazing name although aj Dillon could take that name from him yeah I don't know. One can take it from the quad father. Have you seen AJ Dillon's legs? (laughs) They are giant. They're like the size of me. (laughs) All right. Uh, How about Jonathan Taylor's? He got some quads. He's got some quads. He's got some speed. That's for sure. He better have. (laughs) Colts running back is averaging 87 yards per game. That ranks fifth in the NFL. And last week he had 147 against the Las Vegas Raiders. What's notable about that is because. It is because that is his highest output since week one. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest, I guess, criticisms of this Colts team, which is what led to the firing of their head coach, bringing in Jeff Saturday, is the offensive line was terrible. Why not bring in one of the best offensive linemen (laughs) the Colts have ever had, Jeff Saturday, to bring him in, which there was a lot of criticism with that move. But the offensive line did improve in their first game back against the Raiders. And sure enough, uh, it had implications across. It kind of trickled to the rest of the offense. He was able to run. Once they're able to run the ball, he's in a great spot. And going up against the Philadelphia Eagles, who struggle with what? Stopping the run. 28th in rushing defense DVOA. What do you make of his spot? The chance the Colts have to win win this game is rushing the ball. Mm -hmm. It is going to be on JT's back. Eagles ranked 25th, allowing .9 rushing touchdowns per per game over the last nine. And... uh, I mean, it seems like Taylor is back. He's healthy. Mm-hmm. And Naeem Hines is gone. So maybe there's a cup a couple more targets in looking his way. If that's happening, he really could have a huge second half of the season here. All right. Now let's look. We talked about how bad the Eagles are at stopping the run. And you saw that in that game, the Monday night game mm-hmm. against the Washington Commanders, where they just took it to him in the run game, including Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, who are in play again this week, going up against the Houston Texans, who rank 31st in rush defense DVOA. I mean, you've seen 
RB1 after RB1 just put up huge numbers against this Houston Texans defense. Derrick Henry had over 200 against them a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. So the commander's running back's in a good spot. What yeah, do you think? And Saquon just had like 150 yeah. against them. Both of those running backs that you just talked about, Barkley and Henry, both had like 30 mm-hmm. uh, carries too. So there's going to be plenty of carries to go around for this game. Both of these running backs are super cheap. They commanders have shown they want to run the ball i think both antonio gibson and brian robinson are in a good spot i would say that one of them probably not both is going to have a a big game Mm -hmm. for their salary houston like you said terrible against the rush allowing 156.3 rushing yards 1.4 rushing tds per game so they're in a great spot do you lean with one over the other given that it seems like Ron Rivera favors Brian Robinson. Mm-hmm. However, in we've talked about yeah. this before. You kind of favor the talent of Antonio Gibson. I totally favor the talent of Gibson. I think the ceiling is with Gibson. Mm-hmm. He has a way higher ceiling. However, Robinson is the safer pick yeah. to, say, get 60, 70 yards and a touchdown. Uh I doubt okay. Robinson wins you a big GPP. Mm-hmm. However, I think Gibson could. All right. Let's get to some wide receivers now, starting with Cowboys wide receiver C.D. Lamb coming off a big game where he had over 100 mm-hmm. yards, 150 to be exact, against the Green Bay Packers, two touchdowns in that game. And this week, another nice matchup for him going out up against the Minnesota Vikings defense that ranks 27th in pass defense DVOA versus the opposing team's wide receiver one. Huge game against the Packers. Glad I told you guys to take the over on his receiving Mm -hmm. yards in that game. What do you think about this play for week 11? Yeah, I I like it. I mean, this offense kind of goes as CeeDee Lamb goes. Mm -hmm. He is the number one outside of him. There's not much as far as patch catchers. It seems like Gallup just hasn't really got back to speed. And Minnesota ranked 31st, allowing 199.3 receiving yards to the wide receiver over the last nine games. So I think Lamb's in a good spot. Ownership is there. Ownership is kind of high. Um, But he's in a good spot. Even though his uh, QB threw him under the bus a little bit. Uh, Yeah. Dak Prescott was in the media saying, oh, you know, some of those interceptions were my receivers were supposed to run a different route or something. Yeah. uh, And it's another reason why I'm not really fully (laughs) bought in on that team as a whole. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the Detroit Lions then. Are you bought in on them? Maybe. Not this year, obviously, but. Yeah, the future is great along. when you've got a wide receiver named Amon Ra St. Mm-hmm. Brown on your team. 117 receiving yards against the Bears last week. And going up against a Giants team that ranks 23rd in pass defense DVOA versus wide receiver one. I know I've been talking about DVOA this whole time. If you don't mm-hmm. know what that is, defensive value over average. It's just a stat that basically takes into account quality of opponent, which I like better. So just so you know that. Amon Ra St. Brown, absolute beast going up against the Giants secondary that has struggled. Yeah, and Monra, it's minus Hawkinson, so more targets mm-hmm. coming his way. And he's simply just been a t- target monster. Yeah. He's getting a ton of targets. He is pretty much the number one read in this offense. They're going to keep going to him. And I think his price is just too low. He, he needs to be over an 8K receiver, and he's just not there yet. This mm-hmm. is one of the higher... Uh, game totals of the week. I think he's in a great spot. 
Another wide receiver in a good spot is Colts wide receiver Michael Pittman going up against the Eagles, though, which is a tougher matchup for him. He's the seventh most targeted wide receiver when I read that. And some of the receivers behind him, I was like, wow. All right. This guy might be a good play in fantasy. And not only that, that is with a couple weeks with Sam Ellinger. Mm -hmm. And Ryan is really the one that has been targeting him nonstop. But this price range for yeah. receivers is really interesting. So it, there's Sutton, there's Pittman, there's McLaurin, Devontae Smith, Deontay Johnson. All of them are good plays. But I kind of wanted to talk about uh, Pittman just because of the role has changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. We have one, Matt Ryan is back. Jeff Saturday is uh, the new mm-hmm. coach. And Ryan's just been targeting uh, Pittman a ton. He's ha- averaging over nine targets a game. And this is a game environment that could add even more to that just because the Colts could be down early having to pass. And if that's the case, Pittman easily could have 12, 13 targets. Another great receiver to target this week, Browns wide receiver Darnell Mooney, who's had 50 plus receiving yards in five of the last six games. It seems like they're the bears offense starting to find its identity a little bit with Justin Fields back there and a beneficiary of that is Darnell Mooney. who is by far the best pass catcher on that team right now. And going up against the Falcons defense that ranks 22nd in pass defense DVOA versus wide receiver one. So an area that they can definitely exploit. I know it's gonna, we're going to be seeing a lot of Justin Fields rushing the ball and a lot of in that mm-hmm. area. However, they're going to have to throw the ball a little bit. What do you think? Uh, they will have to throw the ball a little bit. And Mooney still hasn't had that big game. Mm-hmm. He had a ton of them last season. Yeah. Fields was targeting him nonstop. It hasn't totally been there yet. But Mooney keeps having decent games, and I would expect that to keep happening. And a big breakout is going to come from him soon. Atlanta ranks 32nd, allowing 199.4 receiving yards, 1.1 touchdowns per game. So I like Mooney here. He's not going to look good as far as projection-wise, but he has a huge ceiling, and that's the whole reason we're putting him here. And another wide receiver that we picked for our prop bets. That was actually your other prop bet pick that I picked Mm -hmm. for you for your prop bet. He crushed his over last week, so I think he'll continue to do that, watch that trend as that offense kind of develops. Let's get to our tight ends, and I thought this tight end might have been you know, dead for the season. That's Rams tight end Tyler Higby, who had started the season super hot, was putting up yeah. great numbers for fantasy, and then just over the last four or five games just really hadn't been putting up numbers. But then last week, look who came back to play, 73 yeah. yards against the Arizona Cardinals, more than his previous four weeks combined, going up against the New Orleans team that does do well in defense against tight ends they actually rank first in pass defense cboa versus tight ends however what do you make of what higby could bring for fantasy owners yeah i'm not a huge fan of tyler higby this week he is coming in really high owned there is no no cooper cup so he absolutely has plenty of opportunity likely there's a lot of targets up for grabs with cup out Who's mm-hmm. going to get them? Are they going to go to Higby, Robinson, Van Jefferson, Skoranek? You know, there's a lot of places that it could go. But my main thing and my main cause for concern with Higby is this Ram team even going to be able to score much? Mm-hmm. Are they going to have opportunities to get Higby in the end zone? And I just don't think they're going to have enough, especially if the field is there for me to play him. 
Ah, Tyler Higby, we're fading you, buddy. I can't get behind it either, nope. especially given the lackluster performances the previous four or five weeks. Yeah. I mean, is it really a solid play? I'm not sure, especially given the ownership is so high on yeah. him. It, it's nah, a, it's thanks. a tough spot. Next one, <laughs> we're going Minnesota Vikings tight end TJ Hawkinson, who had 45 yards against the Bills last week. He had 75 the week before after what, four days of yeah. learning an entirely Crazy. new offense, which I was kind of reading about that a little bit. He used, like, voice notes and everything. I just completely studied for four days, and mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins was like, yeah, he knew all the offense. I didn't really have to, like, even tell him, tell him anything in the huddle, but they're going to even start to incorporate him more and more, and he's such a weapon for the Vikings offense that's been kind of humming along the past few weeks. I am shocked that he has 19 targets in the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. We know he has big play upside. He's shown it in Detroit. He is a good tight end, and now he's getting way more opportunity. He's only averaging, like, I think just under seven targets a game. But over those last two, nine and a half targets. So yeah. there's a workload increase here. So on a much better offense, they're going to be in a position to score. Dallas is tough versus the right. tight end, mm -hmm. but plenty of opportunity. And if he's going low owned, I really like the upside here. I wouldn't be surprised if in another month, you know, he's another thousand dollars more expensive yeah. tight end position. And especially, you know, that the Cowboys are going to be a little bit keyed into a guy named Justin Jefferson yes. on this game. So that could open things up for mm -hmm. guys like Hawkinson, maybe mm -hmm. something like Adam Thielen gets in the mix a little bit more. I just see them being able to kind of really explain, expand that playbook and totally. Hawkinson's going to be a part of that. And Hawkinson's a great blocker too. Yes. So the mm -hmm. Dalvin Cook, you know, like yeah. his shares get a little bit better. I uh, This whole offense with him is a, are big, we giving the Vikings increase. some respect? I mean, you did a little do the, bit. the Kirko dance we, there. We did do the Kirk dance. <laughs> Let's get to our defenses. The first one we're looking at is the New Orleans Saints defense going up against the Rams. And this is an easy one to spot because yeah. you're basically picking on a Rams mediocre to subpar offense right now. They rank 27th in DVOA. And they have the fifth most turnovers, which is gold from a – fantasy perspective yeah. what do you think and that's 27 is with cooper cup they yes. now don't have cooper cup it's gonna be scary times in that rams offense here for a little bit until mm. they figure it out saints are in a good spot i generally don't like to spend up too much at uh defense where they're where they are now is about as high as i go mm -hmm. but i mean saints are in a good spot how about the Pittsburgh Steelers going up against the Cincinnati Bengals? AFC North battle. Pittsburgh ranks 14th in defensive DVOA. Yes. Going up against a pretty good Cincinnati mm -hmm. Bengals offense that we know they can do some things. But they got their dudes back on defense. Mm -hmm. Guys like TJ Watt in the mix. And yep. that totally changes things. Yeah. And that's the big thing here is that Steelers are getting some guys back. They have TJ Watt. That defense is totally different with Watt. And... That defense put up some numbers against them week one. And I think they had seven mm -hmm. sacks yes, or something seven. like that. Mm -hmm. So once again, that could happen. They could be getting after the quarterback. And we know that offensive line for the Bengals isn't great. They had something like seven sacks in that game. And then TJ Watt went out. Mm -hmm. And then during the time he was gone, they had seven sacks in like seven yeah. weeks. So it's they, just They had two so last crazy. week. Yeah. But nice yeah. to see him back in the fold there for yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
That's going to do it for our daily fantasy analysis. If you have any questions, drop them in the comments. All of our analysis projections you can find at linestarapp.com. We've also got our lineup optimizer in case you want to just be lazy and just say, hey, what's the best lineup? (laughs) If you're like me and you're like, all right, enough of this. Let's see what the computer says. Uh, It's very... It's a great resource for all your fantasy, also your prop bets as well. We've got a new tool called Props Edge that will help you dominate the sports books, underdog fantasy, and prize picks. Make sure to check that out, linestarapp.com. Now it's time for our touchdown calls of the game. Tyler, who are you going with for an anytime touchdown in week 11? Going with a little different one. I've been going a little chalky the last week or two. This week, we're going to Cortland Sutton of the Denver Broncos. Broncos are going to be without Jerry Judy, without Hamler, freeing up more targets for uh, Sutton, who is already averaging over eight a game. Sutton only has one touchdown on the year, despite his heavy involvement Mm -hmm. in the offense. I think there's major touchdown regression coming here, and the Raiders are one of the worst uh, yeah. defenses in the red zone. So uh, I think Sutton gets it done. Yeah, they rank dead last. They cannot mm. stop anyone from getting yeah. into their end zone. Great pick there. I was almost thinking about mm-hmm. going there. Uh, maybe even to a really disgusting touchdown call with Russell Wilson. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. Yeah, you guys, was... I'm not that crazy, okay? I'm not doing it. Where I am going is Eagles wide receiver A.J. Brown, who's had five touchdowns in the last six games. And last time he faced this Indianapolis Colts team was as a Titan. He had 155 yards and a touchdown in that game. And the Colts haven't gotten any better on defense since then. They ranked 29th in pass DVOA versus wide receiver ones. I think A.J. Brown will be an absolute matchup nightmare for them. He's got that speed power combo. He's a yards after catch king, a yak king, Mm -hmm. if you will, that will create fits for the Colts in this one. I think he gets a touchdown in this particular game. The Eagles get themselves back on track. I like it. A.J. Brown for a touchdown. Now it's time for our prop bets for week 11. Tyler, where are you going in the prop market? I'm going to your Jets. There you go. We're going Garrett Wilson (laughs) over 44.5 receiving yards. He's hit this in five of nine. He's hit it in the last two games without Eli Moore, without Corey Davis, and... Brees Hall. So now he is the only game in town. He's mm-hmm. getting a ton of targets. He's had over 100 yards uh, versus the Pats two weeks ago. And our line star projection is 53.4 yards. So I'll take that. I'm going with a wide receiver prop as well. I'm going New Orleans Saints wide receiver Chris Olave over 51 and a half receiving yards. He's been averaging 73 receiving yards per game and has gone over that 51 and a half mark in seven of nine games this season. He's been an absolute beast for the Saints, especially good without Michael Thomas in that lineup, and it's just really taken the load there. I know people might be a little discouraged of the fact that he's going up against one of the best cornerbacks in the league and cornerback uh, Jalen Ramsey. However, D-Hop torched him last week for 98 yards, and he is prone to some blow-up games where these wide receivers put up big numbers. It could be this week. The Rams actually ranked 28th in pass defense DVOA versus opposing wide receiver one, so maybe not as locked down as you think Jalen Ramsey and that Rams defense are Alave is explosive. He just gets all these huge big plays. That's his uh, capabilities for you. One of the best route runners as well. And uh, not just for a rookie, but for any wide receiver right now, I'm taking the over on that 51 and a half with Alave. I like it. 
or if you have him on your fantasy team, it's Olave Garden should mm-hmm. be your team name. That's my favorite of our uh, it is a good one. fantasy football yeah. team names. So good. Dog of the day. One of my new favorite segments we have on this show, picking the underdogs of week 11. Tyler, who are you going with for an underdog this week? I really need to go back and see how long you've done really well. Yeah, you've Uh, been crushing the underdog. It's been a while, but this week I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers plus four. TJ Watt is back. This defense is just different with him. They are at home and they caused the Bengals huge issues week one. And the Bengals are now without Jamar Chase. We haven't seen Boyd and Higgins be able to do it without chase yet and i don't think it'll happen this week Ooh, steelers pick mm-hmm. i hope my boy george pickens has a nice outing I there think he could all right yeah. maybe i'll plug him into yeah. the good old flex spot in my fantasy oh, boy. team all right for my dog of the day i'm going with the chicago bears on the money line plus 136 yeah they've got the most electric runner in the national football league right now that is justin fields the qb has racked up 555 rushing yards over the past five games the most of any quarterback in that span in super bowl era basically in the history of football he's just been absolutely on fire right now so why not just keep going with that team and going up against uh, his hometown team the atlanta mm-hmm. falcons that he grew up a fan of he's from kennesaw georgia so he'll have a lot of friends and family on hand it's going to be a nice family affair for him a reunion of sorts and he's going to put up some good numbers now the bears have been close to getting wins the past two weeks they've lost by three points or less in both games Mm -hmm. i think they're really close to breaking that and against an atlanta falcons team that their rushing defense struggles so i think this is a great spot for justin fields to have a good game and they rank 25th in rushing defense dvoa this could be another video game type game where Justin mm-hmm. Fields just has the cheat code and you got to go with the Bears in this one. Yeah. I, this game could be fun. I, I can't believe even that the Bears are the underdogs. I was surprised. <laughs> if it wasn't in, I mean it's essentially 3 3 3 points in yeah, this one. So if it wasn't in Atlanta, they wouldn't be dogs. Right. So, we got our dogs. Lock mm-hmm. them in. I like how you always say it, dogs. dogs. Yeah. My bull, like my bulldogs. Yep. <laughs> Go dogs. We play Kentucky this week. Yeah. Little SEC road game. I'm always nervous about those SEC road games, man. You know who was a former Georgia Bulldog back in the day? Mr. Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, he's got some dog in him. All right. right. (laughs) That's going to do it for our show today. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to like this video, subscribe to our channel, make sure you sign up for those notifications so you know when we're coming out with videos, especially our props videos that are coming out tomorrow. You want to lock in those props right when we come out with our videos because the lines do change. So we'll be coming out with our underdog fantasy and prize picks, top five prop bets in both of those videos. So stay tuned for that. And also make sure you're watching our NBA content as well. Yesterday, we went three for three in our NBA props, and Tyler's going to go three for three again today as Mm -hmm. I was out this morning. No pressure. Hopefully, you didn't make me do anything. I haven't watched that show yet, so (laughs) I don't know if I... on you. (laughs) That's going to do it for us. Good luck at all your daily fantasy and your prop bets. See you next time. Have a good one, guys. Bye.